BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Well, the Arizona 2020 election audit caused that state's presidential election to be decertified and create a domino effect in other states. Dr. Kelly Ward is the Arizona GOP chairwoman, and she is here with an update on the audit happening there. Will an MSNBC host who went on a racist rant lose her job? Daryl Scott was targeted in that rant, and he's fired up, and he'll be here to respond. And what U.S. state just started giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens? We will tell you. It's a jam-packed show, and I'm glad you're here for it. It's primetime, and I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Dr. Gina Primetime. We start tonight's show with a special doctor's orders. This weekend, POTUS 45 was everywhere and all over the place. The man still never does rest, although he does slip in an occasional round of golf. I hear this and see this all the time. My husband, in fact, was meeting with some friends at Mar-a-Lago for breakfast, a breakfast meeting, and got to see him leave for golf at least one day this weekend. I saw him personally on Friday night at our end-of-season party for members at Mar-a-Lago. It was a beautiful evening. Actually, that was Thursday evening. Everyone was dressed in their absolute summer best, and he was unannounced, but he did decide to join us at that party for a little while. He had a lot to say, and he was in great spirits. But what struck me most about him that night is what strikes me the most about him pretty much every time I see him, and that is that he took a lot of time to make sure that he stopped and spoke to every staff member there to thank them for their uh, hard work on another incredible season at his prized Mar-a-Lago. This was a fun party because for this party, the staff is encouraged to mingle with the members and some even wear their best MAGA uh, gear and uh, or hats or whatever and he stopped and talked to them and got pictures with them and seemed to be really enjoying himself now he also took the time to go up to the bandstand to meet the band and to talk to all of us he gave me a special fist bump and pointed at me like he often often does in a way that makes me feel special but he does this for many he makes a lot of people feel special and I know this to be true about him then again, on Saturday evening, there was an event. I'm sorry, that was Friday evening. I have my days mixed up right now, as you can tell. Um, and it doesn't matter. At a friend of mine's house, a very intimate dinner. And this gave us great opportunity to hear from him in ways that we don't always get to hear from him when he's speaking to a larger group or at a public event. Several notable things that he mentioned were his very strong endorsement for Alabama's Mo Brooks for that U.S. Senate seat. Mo Brooks was here and on the show a few days ago, and I texted the congressman to let him know that the president gave such a heartfelt, enthusiastic endorsement of his candidacy, and only his candidacy, which I thought was interesting and noteworthy. Obviously, the congressman was pretty happy to hear about this and thanked me for letting him know. Additionally, the president mentioned the audits taking place in New Hampshire and Arizona and upcoming other states, and went through various vote audits that are numerically compelling regarding the shenanigans that most of us know took place. 
that it was really good to hear it from him. Establishment GOP Congresswoman Liz Cheney tweeted this. The 2020 presidential election was not stolen. Anyone who claims it was is spreading the big lie, turning their back on the rule of law and poisoning our democratic system. Key word being democratic, I think Liz Cheney could just take a trip over to that side of the aisle and be much more comfortable. I welcome you to do that, Liz Cheney. I and most other conservatives. Now, Liz Cheney evidently has not looked at the evidence because it's becoming more and more compelling and more and more states are catching on to the fact that these elections are going to have to be audited for the American people because otherwise the American people will never be satisfied. Our network Real America's Voice, RAV-TV, hired cameras to be eyes on the entire audit process in Arizona. You can see it right here in the corner of the screen, and we will continue to follow this more closely than probably any other network out there. So you can keep your televisions and your smartphones, and however else it is that you tune into RAV, you can keep it tuned right here for Real America's Voice for all upcoming audit reports and insider views on what's actually happening with the election results and the election audits. Uh, additionally, as you know, we get the news from just the news in an unvarnished manner that will keep you apprised of the actual numbers, the actual outcomes, the actual audits that you will see no place else, just as we have all the way along. Now, the mainstream media won't tell you that an audit is happening in New Hampshire County, and they definitely won't tell you why that auditing audit is happening there. You see, a Democrat state rep lost by a handful of votes there and demanded a recount. And when that hand count was done, that Democrat lost 99 votes and four other Republicans were given an extra 300 votes apiece. The president mentioned this in his remarks over the weekend, that he doesn't care to discuss 2022 and 2024 elections until, until the 2020 elections are resolved to the satisfaction of the American people. He reminded again that he is doing this for the American people and that he feels compelled to do so for the American people. He said that had he lost or simply been outvoted, he would happily retire and have gone back to his amazing life that he created for himself and his family. And I bet you he'd enjoy that, just looking at his life and the things he has and how happy he looks from day to day being there. But it's a special compulsion, a mandate from the American people, if you will, not only to get to the bottom of what happened in 2020, but to ensure that elections going forward are restored to the level of American integrity that our forefathers promised and intended. We are the freest country in the world with the most fraudulent elections in the entire world. I'm going to say that again to you. We are the freest nation in the world with the most fraudulent elections in the entire world. No place else does fraud run rampant like it does here in these United States. We must fix this. I don't care if you look at California, Mexico, any third world country. Today, our elections are as rote with fraud as any place else in the world. It will be very interesting to see what happens, for example, if Arizona is decertified. Some governors may just have to admit that they certified elections without actually knowing what they were doing. If that happens there, will most certifiably be riots in our streets, encouraged by politicians, you know who they are, who simply love racial strife, where people end up dying and losing their businesses for increased political power and money that goes to the elite who incite these riots. We must stand ready 
to call these lying elitists out one by one. We had better put on our game faces right now, my friends, because as the truth begins to unfold that has been so unspeakable until now, the left will only be more desperate than ever. They will unleash forces of evil here that we heretofore have not ever seen. With a twinkle of freedom in your eye and the intention of peace fully in your heart, I suggest that you guard yourself deeply in the word of the Lord for the coming days. This is about um, probably uh, one of the hardest things to imagine that we will have ever seen on American soil. Nothing, nothing is as offensive as truth spoken in a world of lies. And I think that might be what we're getting ready to witness. But here's the great news. We will be with you all the way here. Our friends at Just the News here, our partners, will be presenting the unvarnished truth all the way. We have our programming that is Just News, and we have our opinion side, which are shows like mine, and you will be getting both, and we will be happy to hear from you as well. You will be getting content and eyes on that you won't have anyplace else like you will here on RAV. You can count on us. Stand ready, truth seekers. Remain vigilant. Be prepared. Be peaceful and put on the full armor of God. And that's your doctor's orders for today. Coming up next, Arizona GOP Chairwoman Kelly Ward will update us on the election audit happening right now in her state. And later on, Daryl Scott is here to respond to the MSNBC host who targeted him and other black Republicans in a racist rant. We'll find out what's gonna happen with that. Stick around, you don't wanna miss any of this. Right here, Dr. Gina Primetime. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Back to Prime Time. Now, the Arizona election audit is well underway, and even though the mainstream media is ignoring it, it is happening. It is on the radar of everyone paying attention to MAGA and on the radar of President Trump himself, and the results could cause a domino effect that could force other states to have to audit their elections as well, and that could be quite a wrench thrown into the plans of the left. You can ignore it, but you can't make it go away. Here with me now to discuss all that's happening in Arizona, State GOP Chairwoman Dr. Kelly Ward. Dr. Ward, good to see you. Hey, Dr. Gina, it's great to see you. All right, tell us the uh, status of the audit there as far as you know it. Well, despite everything the Democrats are trying to do, the Arizona audit, what I call America's audit, is on. Um, we are the tip of the spear here. We aren't just doing a simple recount. We're taking those ballots. We're looking at every single one, doing a full hand count, evaluating the ballot to make sure that the ballots are all legitimate and looking at the hardware and software, as well as the logs of those machines that were used during the 2020 presidential election. It's fascinating because I'm reading from um, observers who've been there uh, trying to get a take on, you know, is this looking like some of the elections, uh, the poll watching that we saw where people weren't allowed near it, there was nothing recorded, there was zero transparency. I'm hearing really good things about this audit. Is that your general impression? It is very professional and it is 100% transparent. There are nine cameras that are recording every single thing that happens during that audit at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. 
Everyone can watch it in real time, azaudit.org. Go there, tune in, watch it, see what's happening. The left, the media especially, is being atrocious. They are trying to create stories that don't even exist. And our Secretary of State actually has been, it's been um, alleged that she snuck someone in that is one of these so-called federal observers or federal experts under the guise of being a reporter. That is appalling. It is atrocious and it's un-American. And people don't even have to go anywhere because we are running the, the audit on our screen down in the corner uh, when our shows aren't it, showing it full screen all the time uh, that it's going on so people don't have to change their channels away because we will be running it 24-7 as long as it's happening. Um, are you hearing and getting requests from any mainstream media, as they like to call themselves, um, outlets? I'm just curious. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of coverage there. I do tend to flip around as president of programming here at Real America's Voice. It's my responsibility to see what others are doing. I'm not seeing a lot of coverage on this at all uh, in the so-called alphabet soup mainstream media. W what are you hearing on that? Right. I've, I've been approached by many of the real news outlets, those outlets who aren't afraid to report the truth, like here on Real Voice America, you know, Real America's Voice. That is definitely it's happening there. OANN, Newsmax, um, they are reporting on this. The left, CNN, Rachel Maddow, they're too busy talking to the Democrats, talking to our Democrat Secretary of State, who, remember, called Trump supporters Nazis, neo-Nazis. Um, reaching out to the chairman of the Democrat Party here in Arizona so that she can spew lies and hate. Um, that's what they want their viewers to see. They want to continue the so-called big lie. Now, I love that President Trump redefined what the big lie is. The big yes. lie is what the results were of the 2020 presidential election. And, and that is exactly true. He talked about that uh, a couple of different times. I saw him over the weekend. I have the pleasure of living in Palm Beach and getting in Florida here and getting to see him. Um, and he is all over this. And he, he's not letting go of it. And he feels a, a, a real mandate from the American people who are just demanding this of him. Um, but we had some comments over the weekend as well. Cindy McCain said this election audit is ludicrous. Um, why are she and other elitists like Lynn Cheney so scared of this audit? Well, I thank you for not calling them Republicans. They are elitist. They're globalists. They are part of the old boys network, even though both of them happen to be women, who like to be in control, who like to control the donor class, who like to control the message, but have no idea what the people on the ground, the activists, the citizens, the voters, the real Republicans that are in the Republican Party who are striving for America first policies and America first candidates to be brought forward. It is atrocious that the mainstream media would even give them any airtime, but they love to pretend that people who claim to be Republicans like those two and others actually speak for real Republicans like me. And they don't. Yeah, uh, nor Mitt Romney. Uh, to add to Liz Cheney and, and, uh, and, and Mrs. McCain and the rest of them. Um, I, I want to ask you, we talk about this having a domino effect. What happens? I mean, take us through the scenario um, that I think that so many people believe really should be the outcome here. I mean, there is no doubt there were shenanigans. There is no doubt there were inconsistencies. Carloads full of votes. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. You and I know this. We hear it from our various audiences or constituencies all the time. Um, take us through the various scenarios of 
what could play out here in terms of the results of this audit and any decertification, what this would mean in other states and what the process would be to the degree you understand it? Well, Dr. Gina, of course, this is what the Democrats, what the left, what the progressives fear the most. Our Secretary of State went on with Rachel Maddow to say, how dare we have to do this in Arizona? Other states might follow. Yes, and they should follow. States like Wisconsin and Michigan and Georgia and Pennsylvania, Nevada, they should all follow. And as our first domino falls and we show mistakes, irregularities, and potentially outright fraud, every election should be modified in these states where the outcomes were significantly unexpected, like they were here in the great state of Arizona. I'd like to see all 15 of our counties audited, even though the vast majority of them went for President Trump. I believe he got even more votes than what was reported um, in, in even those very, very red counties. So um, we don't know. It's never been seen in our country, an election that's been stolen potentially like this one has. So there have to be serious percussions, repercussions for people who participated in this fraud. They, someone has got to take the blame and take the fall for stealing a presidential election, for goodness sake. We don't know because a, a presidential election has never been stolen in this fashion before. So we don't know what to expect when we start to uncover evidence. So if the election is decertified, it would then take, take if, I, if I understand it correctly, um, governors actually admitting that they certified an election um, will give them a little bit of credit here and say by mistake or um, perhaps a little presumptively. Um, mm -hmm. what, what are the chances of that? And then as these states would start to go this way, what happens to the Joe Biden presidency? Well, what's happening to it now? It's already a complete and total, utter failure. Um, the True. reversal of the Trump doctrine and the America First policies that were making America great again are putting America down, down, down the ladder across the entire world, across the entire globe. Um, so we don't know. We, you know, certainly I would hope that if our election was certified inappropriately, too quickly based on false information, then our electors should be taken from Joe Biden and they should be given to the rightful winner. Wow, it's going to be a ride. I can't even imagine because they can only ignore this for so long as, as some of these uh, chips start to fall. And um, it, it will certainly prove interesting. Dr. Kelly Ward, we want to have you back. As soon as you have more information, you let us know. You're welcome on this program to tell the truth anytime that you'd like to do that. And thank you so much for all you're doing. Thanks, Dr. Gina. People can see a daily update at uh, Arizona Republican Party on all platforms. I'm doing a daily update on the audit. So tune in. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Coming up, Daryl Scott was targeted in a racist rant that aired on MSNBC. Our own host, believe it or not, he's with me next. And we're going to tell you what state just started giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens. You won't want to miss it. More Dr. Gina Primetime right after this. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. We start off this segment with one of my favorite things, a fake news alert. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The fake news media is still upset that GOP Senator Tim Scott said that the U.S. is not a racist country. How dare he take away one of the biggest tools in their power arsenal? You see, it isn't okay for a black man to disagree with Democrats. Joe Biden said it himself. If you didn't vote for him, you ain't black. Now, remember over at MSNBC, a racist rant by a host who I've never heard of is uh, going a bit viral today. Her name is Tiffany Cross, and she just can't stand that Tim Scott has the audacity to be a Republican and that he doesn't believe that America is racist. Listen. The sole black Republican in the Senate sounded a stone fool. Tim Scott does not represent any constituency other than the small number of sleepy, slow-witted sufferers of Stockholm Syndrome who get elevated to prominence for repeating a false narrative about this country that makes conservative white people feel comfortable. Lucky for McConnell, he has his own tap dancer to try and reorient the view of America for him. Don't argue with people Harriet Tubman would have left behind. There are two sides to every token. So thirsty for white approval, the ability to shame the ancestors and appease the oppressors all in one speech, from cotton to Congress, to clown. Perhaps this was merely Senator Scott's audition to be Sam Jackson's understudy in the film Django. Wow. I'm so busy writing down her racist remarks that I can't get to the show here. As you saw, our friend Daryl Scott was highlighted in her rant there when that host was showing images of other black conservative Republicans whom she obviously discussed. And Daryl Scott joins us right now, host of SmackDown. You can see here every Saturday. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This woman needs to be ashamed of herself letting that vitriol come out of her mouth. She should have more intelligence than to spout that vile uh, 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 rhetoric that she was spouting. You know what? The Democratic Party is supposed to be the party of, of a racial sensitivity, the party of freedom of expression, the party of tolerance, the party that has the entire country walking on eggshells in the name of social political correctness. And here she is. Uh, they, they have no problem with racial slurs being hurled at a man simply because he does not share the same viewpoint that they share. But I wonder what she has to say about her idol, Kamala Harris, because Kamala Harris got up and basically agreed with Senator Scott when he said that statement. They asked her the same statement, and she agreed with them. So I wonder, is Kamala Harris one of her tap dancing, uh, uh, whatever she called us, Clouds. She has a lot Tap of nerves. She's trying, to, she's trying to go viral because nobody knows who she is. Well, <laughs> and perhaps we should have just uh, had the, the audio run without naming her or showing her face. But, uh, yeah, the words tap dancer, cotton to Congress to clown. Um, you know, if a white host said that, it would be the end of their days on television. Yeah, so they let her go out there and say it so that she can say what they want to say without them having to take the heat. From it. You know, the Democratic Party is trying to accentuate racism in America and trying to personify 
racism by making the GOP uh, and by extension every Republican voter the face and the personification of racism and they're simply doing it for political purposes. There's no great uh, demand for social justice in this country. They're doing it for political purposes because they want to um, solidify the black vote by appealing to the black community's emotions and not appealing to our intellect and making the GOP once again and uh, Republican voters the face of racism so that they can drive this racial wedge to keep the black voters voting uh, Democrat. That's all it is. It's a political ploy. They have no, no uh, burden for unifying this country or eliminating racism from this country because they are the ones that have been literally slinging out racial slurs at Tim Scott ever since he made a statement. And Daryl, this, this is the way they've maintained their power base for as long as they have. They've um, used identity politics again and again with these groups, but folks like you have caught on and begin to explain, have begun to explain to people in various minority groups that, hey, you've been used. And that's what they're the most afraid of. If your message continues to resonate, as is evidenced by the massive numbers of growing conservatives um, in minority communities, and the more they live in America and the more they fall in love with America, the more they fall in love with our Constitution, and it becomes easier and easier to explain to them why they shouldn't vote just based on their skin color and fear. And people like you have had this message and delivered it so well uh, that the numbers for people like Donald Trump, for example, are growing and growing. And that's what they're really afraid of is losing their power base. Speak to that. I mean, you're absolutely right. They're encouraging the black community to vote feelings over facts. You know, I said this back in 2016. The Democratic Party did not give the black community one intellectual reason to not support Donald Trump. No facts-based, issue-based reason. It was all feelings. He hates you. He hates you. Don't vote for him. Now they projected it onto the, Demo to the Republican Party, the GOP. The GOP is the face on the personification of racism in America. Don't vote Republican. Don't vote Republican. Why? Because Republicans are racist. Nothing intellectual, all feelings-based. And so that's a, a disrespect right there because they don't go uh, any other voting block. They go to with issues and facts and figures and data. But the black community, they come to enrage our feelings. But then when the feelings subside and the facts kick in, the black community realizes, hey, we've been bamboozled. There are those that wake up. We've been bamboozled. You know what? They're right. You know, I, I have my ear to the ground in the community uh, Gina, I've been pastoring in the black community for 27 years. My church is still there. And there's a tremendous amount of Biden's black buyer remorse in the community. They're sitting up saying, hey, mm. you know what? He hasn't done anything for us. He's actually made things worse for us. And we were fools for voting for him. And there even there's, there's an, an undersurge of emotion in the black community that says, we want Trump back. We want Trump back. Is he going to run again? I hope he runs again because this time we won't be fooled. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, I want to just give you a chance to respond to this racist woman uh, calling you a tap dancer and a cotton to Congress clown um, as she castigated you along with uh, Tim Scott and others. Uh, what's your response to her? You know, uh, she needs to be ashamed of herself um, and her mother and her, whoever else needs to be ashamed of her for being so unladylike in public. And she actually sounded like a clown calling us clowns because once again, her role model, her idol, Kamala Harris, agreed with Tim Scott. 
that America is not a racist country. And so by extension, she's saying she's tap dancing as well. The woman sounds like a fool. She was trying to go viral. She got her wish. Let me say up and just throw out a bunch of racial slurs and talk bad about somebody and, and maybe that'll get me some uh, attention because nobody knows who she is. But she sounds very, very, I'm going to be politically correct. She sounds very dumb, stupid, and ignorant for saying something like that. I'm giving her a smackdown this week just for that, too. She's on the list now. She's got to get smackdown. Oh, she's that. on the smackdown <laughs> list, and that means you will not want to she miss made the show list. smackdown. She's on that list. Man, that's a list you don't want to be on, let me assure you, <laughs> uh, uh, little lady that did that show, whatever your name was. All right, uh, last question. Congresswoman Cori Bush tweeted this. She said, our communities wouldn't have needed it to spark a national movement to save black lives if America weren't racist AF. Your response, Daryl. The national movement, it elevated black lives, the black lives of the people that founded the movement. <laughs> They're yeah. going on $26,000 retreats. They're buying three and four million dollars worth of real estate. I haven't seen the black community edified, uplifted, or exhorted in any way, form, or fashion. Uh, through the efforts of this organization, it's the biggest grift in America right now. And, you know, when you ask her what overall conditions have changed, there are none. None have. There nothing yeah, well, that you can directly well, well, attribute changed? to the efforts of Black Lives Matter. You can't and attribute any positive change to, you can't attribute any positive, positive change to Black Lives Matter. No, right. The, the change that has taken place is many of them have lost their businesses and many have oh, yeah. died. The murder rates are up in the areas where the riots have taken place in the minority communities and in many cases exponentially so. Daryl Scott, thank you so much. Do not miss his show, Smackdown with Daryl Scott, Saturday night, RAV. You will not want to miss that Smackdown. It's going to be a good one, I can tell you that. All right, turning our eyes over to New Jersey now. On Saturday, the state officially started giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens. Now, if you can sneak across the border and get to New Jersey, just uh, stroll right on into the DMV, and they'll set you up with your own official New Jersey state ID. Seems like a horrible idea to me, but maybe this is the popular idea in New Jersey. Let's ask Trisha Flanagan. She's a congressional candidate in New Jersey's 3rd District. Trisha, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Gina. Uh, you know, what you just outlined underscores why Phil Murphy is really the worst governor in our country. He's opening the door to illegal residents, discounting citizens. And, and you know, uh, with the border crisis going on, that's the perfect storm for New Jersey, ground zero for all kinds of issues that we're going to see from these illegals getting driver's licenses. You know that's going to translate to votes. It's really uh, a big cluster here in New Jersey, and the fault lies squarely on Bill Murphy. No, using their own words, the left likes to call these people undocumented. So how can you get a driver's license if you have no documents? Simple question. Well, exactly. And undocumented, you know, whether you call them undocumented or illegal, as uh, as really our Constitution outlines, you know, different words, uh, same issue. And uh, here's the problem. You're right when you talk about documentation being necessary for residents of New Jersey, you know, American citizens getting driver's licenses. But as we saw with these illegal border crossers, when they got on a plane, they didn't need the same identification as is required by American citizens. And the same thing is going on in New Jersey when it comes to driver's licenses. You need six points of 
identification. That means a picture ID of some sort, maybe outside of a driver's license. That means a, an electric bill or a bank statement or something that proves you are who you say you are. Well, we know that by definition, as you said, undocumented means that none of these documents are available. So whereas American citizens have to jump through all of these hoops, uh, these, uh, these illegal residents, these border crossers, these undocumented people who are coming in and demanding American rights when they're not American, uh, the whole system is backward. And I think the danger is not just in displacing American citizens in everything from uh, you know, the work that now, the jobs that now these, uh, these illegal border crossers are gonna take and also the depreciation of wages, but it's a national security issue because if you are not documented, we don't know any of the background. We've already seen that border patrol agents have found uh, everybody from terrorists to those nefarious actors in the cartel, all those people who do not have the best for American citizens in mind are getting through this porous border. Well, when you don't have documentation, that happens by definition. It's a national security issue as well as an issue that's going to affect our economy, our economy not just in New Jersey, but all over our country with depreciated wages. But Tricia, this can't be a popular idea with the citizens of New Jersey. I think there'd be some really worried Democrats. Do you think that the uh, blue state of New Jersey is risking things because of, um, you know, might see a little flash of red in the 2022 midterms because of this? Well, I think you're spot on and on to something, Dr. Gina, because, you know, most people think of New Jersey as a solidly blue state. But even Gallup recently confirmed that New Jersey skews conservative. Well, then why are these uh, these kinds of policies popular? Well, they're really not. They're popular with the power establishment Democrats that want to stay in power by importing more voters. But when the real groundswell of New Jersey voters hear about this and when they see their businesses being affected, when they see that they're losing jobs to these horrible policies, that's how New Jersey is waking up. And, you know, New Jersey is really kind of two states in one. South Jersey is deep red. CD3, where I plan to take that congressional seat from Andy Kim, he's one of the most progressive liberals. He's a lapdog of Nancy Pelosi. But that's squarely in the camp of red New Jersey. President Trump carried CD3 in 2020. And I believe we can take that seat back in 2022. New Jersey is under a rebuild, if you will, and we're 56% of the majority. When you look at all conservatives, meaning not just Republicans, but conservative unaffiliated voters, if we show right. up and we show out, we will take back the reins of our state. All right, thank you so much, Trish Flanagan. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Coming up, Mitt Romney was booed by Republicans. We will show you that video. It'll be cathartic, if nothing else. And a leftist in Hollywood is calling out the cancel culture. We'll tell you all about that coming up next right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stick around. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Dr. Tina Primetime. Now it is time for some news that I bet you didn't know. And here with
with us now, as always, from our RAV World Headquarters in Denver, Colorado, Jessica Rivera. Jessica, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you, Dr. Gina. And as many know, host of Real Time with Bill Maher, comedian and political commentator Bill Maher himself, is known much for his left-wing comedy, but Maher seems to have had it with cancel culture and young liberal Americans. Take a listen. This is a good one. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. So when you say, you're old, you don't get it, get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. So Dr. Gina Marr has also admitted that Republican governor, like uh, Florida's governor, your governor, Ron DeSantis, has handled the whole pandemic and lockdowns correctly compared to Democrat New York Governor Andrew Cuomo by allowing people to get outside in the sun and letting the air and wind do what they do, as Marr says. So it goes to show no matter what side of the aisle you are on, too far is too far. And there are many topics that have actually nothing to do with being Democrat or Republican. Rather, they just require you to critically think for yourself a little bit as a human being and not just believe what you are being told or what is being said in mainstream media. Wow, Jessica, I, I really wonder what he heard, Bill Maher, from his leftist friends um, when he injected this little bit of truth serum into the, you know, airwaves, I, I just, I can't imagine that he has a lot of friends left after that, right? Because you can't say these kinds of things in this cancel culture. You know, it was interesting because I thought the same thing. And when you look back, he's just kind of tired. He said he's really tired of people saying, you know, maybe the police department does in America need to be uh, looked at and maybe revamped and kind of reworked. But to abolish the police, like this whole all or nothing, and then communism um, seen as many people uh, who are alive today know that communism doesn't work. That's why they moved to America. And this is their last uh, chance at freedom. And so if America goes, the world is gone pretty much to them. And so like he's saying, you know, it, it's a very silly, ideal, uh, utopian kind of idea. And um, young people need to understand that going to the left is okay, but maybe not going so extreme because it's a little silly at some point that even he's not on board. And thank you for mentioning Governor Ron DeSantis. He just now released, by the way, another second executive order stating that all local COVID-19 restrictions and mandates on individuals and businesses in the state of Florida are hereby suspended, goes into effect immediately, eliminates and supersedes any existing emergency orders or ordinances issued by county or municipalities, which I find absolutely fascinating because I keep the, the, the county that I live in, where we do this show from, uh, Palm Beach County keeps saying that their mandates supersede that of the governor. Well, he states specifically that is not so. So it's going to be interesting uh, to go in a store without my mask uh, tonight. Anyway, uh, Jessica, thank you so much for all of this. You always bring the most interesting insight. 
And I'd like to just extend our congratulations from Denver, Colorado, um, on being able to use your freedoms. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hopefully it's contagious. <laughs> that uh, we'll, we'll continue to hope for. Thanks so much, Jessica. Welcome. All right. Uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney is in the headlines today. Romney appeared on stage in front of a crowd at the Utah GOP convention, and this is what happened. President Biden's first 100 days. Now, you know me as a person who, uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. And I'm also no fan... Well, maybe Mitt Romney could find a career doing something back in the private sector where he was actually successful for a politician once upon a time. Did he expect cheers? Here with me now to discuss New York City radio talk show host extraordinaire Kevin McCullough. Kevin, great to see you. Thanks for being on with us tonight. Thank you, Dr. G. Always good to have to get to see you and talk to you on Mondays. Thank you. Now, Kevin, did did he not see this coming? I mean, if he would have asked me, which I will tell you, Mitt Romney doesn't consult me as a, an advisor uh, at all, ever, nor has he ever, nor will he ever. But were he to have consulted you or me, I think we could have both told him that probably was going to go just like it went. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, when you have been as unfaithful to the core of your uh, tribe as Mitt Romney has been over the last uh, few years, you've got that coming. So you accept the speaking engagement at your local state GOP to your own peril, and he certainly did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, there are so many like him that seem to be completely following suit. You'd think they'd begin to learn because they're just going to be further and further marginalized, and they're not gaining any popularity uh, uh, regarding this. But, Kevin, over to another controversial Republican, but in a whole other way. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner has the haters fired up today. TMZ caught up with Jenner and was quoted saying biological males and Jenner, um, you know, as one we know, um, you know, who we've been talking about should com should comment on this. Um, these, um, Jenner said, should not be competing in girls' school sports. Um, that's not going to be a popular idea with any on the left. And, in fact, most who have gone through transition surgery, like Caitlyn Jenner, probably don't agree with Caitlyn Jenner on this. So, strong stand. What say you? No, I think that what makes what... Um Caitlin, formerly known as Bruce, uh, so powerful in what uh, they said here is that you've got someone who is living the life of the kind of idealistic transgender case, right? So he was able to do everything he wanted to do in becoming a new person. And even at this point in time, recognizes that there's a fundamental unfairness about someone who has genetically improve or, or superior bone and muscle structure competing against people that don't. And it's just not, it's just not fair. And, 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 and I think part of that is because Caitlyn Jenner has daughters. I mean, there, there are people that he can see himself as, as I, a father does see myself, you know, where's my, where's my daughter caught in this uh, kind of tricky game we're playing with words and, 
and stupidity that doesn't add up to actual science. What, where do they lose in this? Well, my daughter loses the right to compete honestly in team sports or in individual sports in uh, high school and college because she's female. That we, we did away with that, didn't we? Didn't Title IX, didn't all of the, the women's rights in the 1920s and the 1960s say, you know, we were going to fight against this and make sure we had a, a fair playing field? No. Uh, that's not important when there's a, a woke agenda item that must be advanced. And this is where they continue to push to a degree that I think uh, eventually is going to really come back to haunt them because there's a certain degree of just nonsense that the average person looks at this and goes, that doesn't even make sense. Why would they do that? Take and that's all that Caitlyn Jenner's saying. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. I also have to ask you about your favorite Disney princess, Snow White. I, I know that she's your favorite. You've confided this in me many times. Uh, social media is had a, all had a serious crush on Snow White when I was really young. So yes, you're exactly <laughs> right. Social media all fired up about the new Snow White ride that was reopened at Disneyland in California. The ride used to feature the prince kissing Snow White, as the story tells us he does, and she wakes up from the evil queen's spell. But the cancel mob says that a man kissing a woman who is asleep is an assault. Kevin, there's little more romantic than waking up to a sweet kiss, speaking for every real woman out there. Uh, maybe we should lock the prince in a tower and throw away the key. What do you think? Uh, I don't know what was more absurd, hearing that there were people complaining about this or seeing the videos on social media of people who were evidently triggered by it and so traumatized they had to walk out of the ride crying all the while filming themselves oh, on, wow. a, on, a, on a camera to get their you know, self recorded. But come on. Did you did you did you see the story? Did you do you know the movie? She 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 opines and, 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 and longs wait. for the prince's kiss. And to be awakened in that way, obviously she and yeah, had. And, yeah, and, 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 and I'm sorry. And are these same people concerned about the sexual abuse taking place in Hollywood? Are they out there screaming about the human trafficking taking place right now on our borders? Like, I, I, it's astonishing to me that this is the cause they take up. They obviously need to get out of the house more or something. I don't know. But anyway, Kevin, it's time for our meme of the day. Here we go. Yes. Kermit the Frog here, looking out the window on a rainy day, imagining all the amazing wonders happening out there in the world. And he says, somewhere, someone is showering with a mask on. Kevin, Kermit is right. I know it. I, I see it in my mind. And I have a guess that it is probably Joe Biden because no one told him to take it off before he got in the shower. But there are probably a lot of Democrats out there showering with their masks on just to make a political statement. I, I am sure that the president is panicking as he's looking for his mask before getting into his shower in the morning because <laughs> he's misplaced it somewhere. It's here somewhere around. I'm sure Kermit yeah, would but... love to help him out if he just would, you know, ask him. Hmm. <laughs> That's something I could just totally see. And I need to unsee that in my mind. I need some brain, brain bleach, <laughs> Kevin. But uh, it's always great to have you on, Kevin McCullough. Tell us when your show's on so we can all watch or all listen. Well, weekdays you can catch me live in New York at 3 p.m. on uh, AM 570, The Mission in New York City, and uh, then kind of globally every hour on the hour in various places all over the place. And on Mondays, normally Dr. Gina's with us. We had 
special programming today that preempted our normal format, but we were we were sad about that because Dr. Gina, I look forward to on Mondays, your I common get to sense you. with me every week. Yes. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me tonight, Kevin. And also you thanks to it. all of you for joining me. And thanks to everyone here at your new home for Real News, RAV TV, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. And don't forget to hug your children, love your God, go boldly now, and live the truth. Tune in tomorrow night. We've got more MAGA scoop for you, and we will keep you posted like nobody's business on these, gener these uh, election audits happening all over the country right now, but especially in Arizona, so don't miss.